0: up everybody it is week 14 here on Big Blue Avenue I'm your host Tom Scavetta joined alongside my awesome co-host Sam Cardona Sam big news today excited to chop it up for the Giants yes four and eight down year all fine but um, Tommy DeVito named the starting quarterback for the New York Giants for week 14 and probably Going forward, so how are you doing? How are you uh, salivating this news right now? What's going on?
1: Well, I'm doing well, um, and I'm very stoked about this. I think that this is super exciting news. And, um, you know, just kind of keeping up that DeVito confidence that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks here. You know, we, we had our bye week, you know, we're, we're getting our rest in before Monday Night Football. I'm excited to see what's to come
0: super stoked for Tommy a little bummed out for as well as likely end the end of line for him in New York and potentially his pro career but you heard Dable say it in his press conference today Tommy DeVito earned this he really did Tommy Cutlets that is um has taken the whole tri-state area by storm New York New Jersey Connecticut um, his <laughs> college in Illinois Syracuse you name it everyone's rooting for him Sam so we're all stoked the way we ended the show last week. Check out our new um, Twitter banner or X or whatever you want to call it now. Our Twitter banner. We're doing a little. Uh,
1: I didn't even know you changed it.
0: The hand pulse sign, the hand purse sign. Um, but folks, if you like what you watch, make sure to check us out on our social media at Big Blue Avenue, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. We appreciate everyone for supporting us through and through the whole season. We have a special guest tonight. Andrew Scarpaci will be joining us in about five to six minutes or so to talk about Giants Packers, his red hot. Got some more good news for the folks at home. O'Shane Zimenez has been released from the practice squad. Finally, after spending five years as a Giant, O'Shane's time as a Giant comes to an end and Sam I am a nut for uh taking note of this there are just 18 Dave Gillman players remaining on this roster right now I have I'm reading it off my phone after the releases of Chris Myrick and O'Shane Zimenez.
1: There you go yeah new new GM in town. It's time to start clearing out the old stuff and bringing in the new
0: That's right and I think another thing we want to talk about too is the Giants releasing Jacob Eason from the practice squad. They waived quarterback Matt Barkley from the active 53-man roster, but Brian Dable said they're waiting for Barkley to clear waivers. If he clears, he'll be back as the third QB on the practice squad. Sam, just to dive a little bit more deeply into this, why do you think Tommy DeVito should start the final five games of the regular season?
1: Well, first things first, something we talked about last week, a big thing for me right now is the fact that he he's got control of this team right now. Everybody loves him, Saquon loves him. Um, you know, we're on a two-game win streak. We're coming off of this bye week. I feel like he has this potential to keep going. He has, you know, that new quarterbackness to him in terms of, you know, there's not a lot of tape to go off of right now, too. You know, defenses can't prepare for him as much. Um, you know, we can kind of have fun with it right now too, because yes, there is still a possibility that we end up in a wild card spot, but it's not in. You know, it's not. You know, we're not seeing it very clearly right now. It's it's not impossible, but still. But I think it's you know they're having fun with it. We're still winning games. Um, he's bringing up morale, and yes. Um, and I said this to you this afternoon. I super respect tyrod taylor and his career i respect how what he's done for us as a giants quarterback um i have a lot of respect for tyrod taylor in terms of everything he's gone through in his career but you know the sun is setting it's time for him to start packing it up soon it's time to lead in this new guy who's probably going to be our backup for a while i can't see tommy devito being our starter going into next year but to end off this season, which has been kind of crappy um, with a little bit of a morale boost and this exciting Tommy Cutlets, you know, local kid doing what he needs to do. I I like it. So I'm, I'm happy we're starting him. And I think just that in and of itself, talent and stats aside, that's a main reason why he should stay a starting quarterback for us.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I know texting before earlier in the day can be a little confusing Full agreement with you. Mm -hmm. I think, though, having Tyrod ready in case something happens to DeVito from John Suggs. And if we were betting, the odds of this comment would probably be like plus 10,000. You don't believe Jacob (laughs) Eason could be better than DeVito? No, I don't. Um, Reason why? He has yet been able to stick on an NFL roster. Now, granted, DeVito got the opportunity due to injury. But... We have to remember something, too, that Tommy DeVito made the most of his opportunity. Jacob Eason has had opportunities through the three-plus years he's been in the NFL now, and he hasn't really shown anything rather than a guy that you bounce around from practice squad to practice squad, unfortunately. um, He was also behind Matt Barkley, John, so the Giants were basically just using him as a body to fill the void for the time being. Um, so that's my response to that quickly here Darren Waller also eligible activated yet we don't know if he'll play Sunday but I'm excited about that potentially um everybody stayed healthy over the bye week very happy about that and um Sam, I just kind of want to get your brief thoughts here on the surface. Green Bay Packers, Monday night football, final primetime game of the year for the Giants. Thank God. Um, (laughs) Six and six. They're favored by six and a half on a three-game winning streak. Apparently, they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Uh, They hold the number seven seed in the NFC playoff picture, and they just beat the Chiefs by eight points on Sunday night football. Jordan Love threw three touchdown passes, uh, they're really, really good over these last three weeks. They might be the hottest team in the NFC.
1: Yeah. No, they have surprised a lot of people this year. Jordan Love has started to come into his own over this course of this year. You know, it started a little shaky, but I am very impressed with the Packers. I was super impressed with that Sunday night game. You know, I think almost, I would say almost everybody went into that game expecting the Chiefs to win, um, but – Huge win, huge confidence boost as well. But, and they're dealing with a lot of injuries as well. You know, there's no Aaron Jones, you know, Jordan Love is working with what he's got. I mean, AJ Dillon is still a good running back to have, but you know, it's, it's a lot of um obstacles he's overcoming and he's still winning games and the, they're, they're still competing. You know, a lot of people wrote out the Packers this past year because Aaron left, but Jordan Love, you know, he sat for all those years and he's showing like, yes, I sat and yes, I learned and I'm doing what I need to do on the field right now. Um, a week ago, if you asked me about this, I would not have been as scared going into this game. Um, but after seeing the Packers beat the Chiefs, I'm a little bit more nervous going into this game. I'm not, I am not. I think I said like a week ago that this was a winnable game and now I'm not so sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't want to give away my pick. I sort of alluded to it last week um, that I think the Packers are the better football team right now. Even though the Giants have won two in a row, the Packers have also won three of the last four matchups. Last one at home against Green Bay was 2013. They did play last year in London, the game where they had that awesome comeback and Daniel Bellinger had that rushing touchdown. I think it was. Yes. Um, But Sam, Tommy DeVito, Tyrod Taylor, DJ, whoever it is, The Giants still have the worst offense scoring wise in the national football league. Let's not kid ourselves here. The Giants beat the two and 10 Patriots, two and eight at the time, 10 to seven. So that's nothing to ride home about. Um, They beat the commanders twice. They're a dumpster fire right now. And they beat. uh, Arizona. Thanks for a ridiculous comeback by Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley and company. So those are our four wins. If you do the math, I don't know if we are beating the Packers. There's a lot to dive through. Maybe going through this show tonight and hearing you and Andrew's thoughts will change my opinion again. We have to earn respect back,
1: yeah, one hundred percent. I and again, like I think i was I was riding a confidence wave thinking that you know we were just going to waltz into this Packers game and and win. but I to be honest though, I'm not gonna lie. I still think that we can have like a, a moment where we're competing. You know, like I I don't think that there's gonna be a time where it's gonna be completely Packers um and not us at all. I, I genuinely think that there's gonna be a little bit of a competition here, which I think is why we haven't been flexed out of Monday night football yet.
0: I'd like to see DeVito do well against the Packers. He's shown good flashes this season and Sam I'm with you. I think that DeVito thing is kind of Helped resurrect the Giants season.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, oh, yeah, I know hand motion there. Um, Sean Militello, Tom was like, you got to go. You know what, Sean? Hey, we're playing you guys next week. So if you, if you want to hop on for a few minutes, feel free. Let us know. I'd be happy to have you and talk about some uh, pastry ingredients with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sean's a big pastry guy um, and a big Saints fan. But anyway, you know what? I think the Giants are going to keep it close this week, Sam. I think if we get pressure on Jordan Love, um, you know, relying a lot on Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari finally being healthy, he needs to step it up a little bit. I mean, David Bakhtiari mm. has not been healthy this year, so the Packers have really struggled, like us, mixing and matching with their offensive line. It's definitely better than ours, but I do think there are some holes there that Wink Martindale could potentially. Exploit. I mean, we we've seen how far the defense has come along. I mean, yes, look, there is no way and top draft pick with how well this defense is.
1: Yeah, no, it the defense has shown immense progress in these past few weeks. Like we have been seeing, I mean, first of all, Bobbio is out here just killing it for us like he is the linebacker we have been waiting for um you know as my Blake Martinez jersey sits in a pile over here you know sad but he's the linebacker we've been waiting for you know the secondary is getting better they're they're putting points on the board as well you know they're turning the ball over and giving us more options to get points on the board um, I think defense is going to be a huge part. I know we're not into keys to the game yet, but I think defense is going to be a huge part of this game on both sides of the ball, um, in terms of Packers and Giants. But like I said, I think that this game, I don't know how much we're going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a competition.
0: Dable also mentioned in his presser today, Sam, just to stall here for a moment. Um, Dexter Lawrence still not practicing. And I, I think if you're the Packers offensive line, like we were just talking about, that's a sigh of relief a little bit if Lawrence can't go. Um, because I think with A.J. Dillon, the Giants have really good linebackers at the second level. But if Lawrence is out, that might change the game plan a little bit where he he's able to get through the DTs where you have to go up again and Davidson and Robinson rather than Dexter and I think Dexter in my opinion he's still the best player on the team
1: he is he definitely is um Dexter Lawrence is one of the biggest losses we could have to not be playing in the game um and I think you're right 100 it changes the game plan but I still think that there are pieces of this defense that can step up And fill in that hole, not exactly how Dexter would be if he was there, but I do think that it's possible that the defense can play to a level that we're still going to do what we need to do as a defense, even without Dexter Lawrence. But having Dexter there, of course, is much better. I'd rather have him there. But I think that Wink and this defense is capable of moving some pieces around, you know, figuring out a game plan and making it work.
0: I agree. Dexter's an awesome player. He's definitely one of my players to watch. Uh, folks, we do apologize. We're going to Andrew try to get. In. Try to walk back in now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Packers have also seen their fair share of injuries this year. We saw Christian Watson get a little banged up in the Sunday night football game hamstring issue. Um, their rookie tight end, Luke Musgrave, has an abdomen injury that's going to keep him out for a while. And Sam, they're two starting corners, Jair Alexander mm-hmm. and Eric Stokes. Both of those guys, uh, I believe, both former first round picks. So that's definitely concerning if Green Bay doesn't have either of them. I don't know if you saw this on Sunday Night Football. Corey Ballantyne was starting for Green <laughs> Bay.
1: I did see that. And I was like, wait a second. Like I had like a no. moment that I was like, am I having a fever dream? Like I like <laughs> it, it, I didn't even remember about him until I saw his, his the his nameplate. I was like, oh my God, Corey Valentine. What a blast from the past.
0: And the other uh corner's name, I think well, very similar. So I think Harrington Valentine is his name and you have Corey Valentine. So what about? Uh, that's not on many people's bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Um, trying to see, you mentioned Aaron Jones before that's another guy that's hasn't played much for green Bay this year too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess for now we can get into keys to the game a little bit. Um, I think you have to take deep shots early. What do you think, Sam? I think Hyatt and Slayton have both been favored a lot in this new offense. And I think both have a lot of potential to burn those two corners. I think if the Packers have one defensive weakness, it's those two guys.
1: I would definitely jump on that fact as well. I would jump on the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't have your starters out there. And Jalen Hyatt is somebody who's been like doing better, especially with a deep ball to begin with. So heading, you know, giving that ball out there early, plus getting seven to fourteen points on the board in the first quarter, in the first half is a big deal for the Giants. Like putting that many points on the board right off the bat would be a huge confidence boost, and I think it gives them a little bit of a cushion. And when we're struggling and constantly going uphill and constantly trying to keep up with the team that's scoring points, and we're not being able to keep up, to have that jump out in front, I think that that's the best way to tackle, especially a game like this, where there are vulnerable, vulnerabilities that we can capitalize on, like a weak secondary.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing, too, defensively for them, they do have a good front seven, which is why I mentioned their back for those two corners specifically. Um, I mean, Rashawn Gary is a guy that I'm worried about a little bit. I mean, the Giants, obviously, this is a key every week, protecting the quarterback, the veto, um, going up against a defense that averages two and a half sacks per game, Isaiah Hodgins has been sprinkled in more frequently. And not having Alexander or Stokes can cause a lot of issues. So I think if John Michael Schmitz can handle Kenny Clark, which I think might cause a problem because um, I know our good old friend Gabe Flayton mentioned Kenny Clark's name a lot on his old show, The North Pole. Um Yeah, I think John Michael Schmitz and Andrew Thomas really have to help wrap this offensive line around together. It's gotten better, but there's still areas of improvement that need to be addressed for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. And to have a strong offensive line, I know that you mentioned that they're a little bit similar to us in the fact that, you know, they are dealing with people coming in and out and injuries and so on and so forth. But it's very obvious that Jordan Love is able to get done what he needs to get done as a quarterback. Um, we saw that on Sunday night. We've been seeing it the last couple of weeks. Um, and they're making that happen for their quarterback, which is something we've been preaching for weeks, whether it was Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, or Tommy DeVito. We have constantly been talking about giving the quarterback time because – these guys are getting open down the field. Jalen Hyatt is getting open down the field. Um, Isaiah Hodgins, you know, they're they're there. It's just a matter of whether or not they get the ball in their hands. And obviously, you know, Tommy DeVito got sacked like 10 times. You know, it's not an ideal situation. But it's obvious that he has the potential right now to get that ball down the field and just do his job and get and do what he needs to do. So, you know, kind of Take a take a page out of the Packers' book here for a second, if you really want to, in terms of offensive line, and you know, always gonna it's always gonna be a huge major key, especially for the rest of the season. Protect these quarterbacks where where they're dropping like flies. We only have so many, you know. We gotta we gotta keep this one safe specifically because he's working for us. So like, that's the kind of guy that we need to protect
0: on this offense. So in order for the Giants to have success. You have to account for guys on the back line for Green Bay, in the trenches specifically, Kenny Clark, who's been a great mentor to Devontae Wyatt, um, rookie DT out of Georgia. But Kenny Clark, four and a half sacks on the season. Rashawn Gary's another guy that I really like, too. Sam for Green Bay, he's been very impressive. Nine sacks and two forced fumbles. And Preston Smith, that whole front four with Wyatt, Clark, Gary, and Smith, that really does scare me a lot because uh, Preston Smith has been there forever, yeah you got two rookies and Carl Brooks and first round pick Lucas Van Ness, who doesn't even start like their front their front line is good for like the next five years at least uh, that's really their- in my opinion the strongest area of their team
1: mhm yeah, definitely i um. Rashawn Gary I remember when he got drafted by the Packers and I was rooting for him so hard like he was one of those stories that we were paying attention to and he had this really incredible you know draft journey I remember him crying on the phone when he got the call and he has always been consistent for this Packers and I think he's only gotten better so he's definitely a huge player to watch and I'm glad that we're bringing him up because I feel like people don't talk about him as much as they should be because he's an excellent player. And um, in terms of some, maybe some underrated people on this team um, or maybe not underrated, but people to definitely look out for Romeo D- uh, Dabbs was somebody who's always, always open for Jordan love. Like, and people will think Christian Watson first, I think a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but Romeo is always there like that's his guy so um definitely someone to double coverage perhaps uh keep an eye on make sure he doesn't get the ball deep down the field because he's gonna be a huge threat
0: yeah um romeo dobbs leads them in touchdowns this year that's a great pick um he also has at least 30 yards in each of his last five games receiving i like jordan love too. jordan love has near-identical stats to Jalen Hurts. Um, he he really is that good this year. Yes, he's thrown 10 interceptions, but in his last three games, Sam, and for the folks watching, um, he has thrown eight touchdowns and no interceptions. He has four three-touchdown pass games this season. I mean, Sam, the guy is turnover free, and I think a lot of that is due to himself playing better because his receivers are developing and getting better. But Jordan Love has taken on a lot of the criticism, but now that they're doing well, he's taking on all the praise, right? I mean, the quarterback position, that's how it is. And um, I think Jordan Love should be getting more talk around the league and for what he's done this season and what he's done to turn around Green Bay for sure. That's one guy on Green Bay that I'm looking at offensively.
1: Yeah, definitely. As someone who just faced him in fantasy last week, um he had, you know, he's very very good. Um I did still win this this week in that league, so I'll just go out and say that. But um I was a little nervous because he was putting up major 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 points. So, yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with Jordan Love. I, again, like his season started a little shaky and people were you know, constantly doubting him and, you know, comparing him to Aaron Rodgers and, and who he could be. Um, but,
2: hey, we got Andrew. How you doing, everyone? My bad for the uh, technical difficulties. to got to work with what I got here.
1: <laughs> it's all good. It happens.
0: All good. We'll keep you posted. Sam, why don't you finish your point um, on Jordan Love and the Packers there, and then we will get to the Packers fan. Himself, yeah Andrewspache
1: I was just going to finish up saying, you know he that he was constantly getting compared to guys, and this you know starting off his career, and you know he's been sitting for a while, so I'm just saying I'm happy to see him thriving in the way that he is. Um, I don't want him to thrive on Monday night football, but in the rest of his career. I I'm very impressed with the way that he's been playing because again, he's been dealing, you know, he's not, doesn't, it's not like a a Brock Purdy situation where he's given this insane offense where it's like, you could be anybody really to to, to play on this 49ers team, but he's given what he's given and he's working with what he's got. And I think that he's doing a really good job.
0: No, absolutely. Very high on your quarterback, Andrew, and you specifically Um, what has gone differently over the last few weeks for Green Bay? I know a lot of the games have been close this year, but what have you liked? Three wins in a row, you're getting a lot of positive talk now and beat around the team. What's going on up in Green Bay?
2: Well, I think everyone is finally playing as one this offensive grouping that all year long, it's been inconsistent. Jordan Loves plays a little bit inconsistent. They finally have a crew of receivers where everyone's doing their job. Everyone has their effective routes. And I don't even want to say it yet because I know what everyone's going to say, but that Aaron Rodgers' magic in years that we used to feel just, he throws prayers up somehow, some ways, someone comes down with it. That's what we're seeing. I'm not saying Jordan Love is playing like Aaron Rodgers, but the other night, the fourth and inches, throw to Dobbs, 30 yards down the field, the touchdown a couple plays later to Watson. These are just plays that anybody else watching, I I watch a lot of Jet games, Zach Wilson throws something up, it's just, oh no. But, when Aaron Rodgers did it, it's like, this is gonna work. Something is gonna magical is gonna happen here. And that's what it feels like right now. Jordan Love is just getting that luck. I don't even wanna call it luck, but he's just doing everything right in those situations to make it look like someone is doing something spectacular.
1: Matt LaFleur, what a stat we have here. Undefeated in the month of December um, as the Packers head coach. Um, so I'm kind of curious. I- you as a fan going into this game do you think that the packers can continue to run this december table or do you think that that that's going to end at some point
2: no i do think so i if you asked me even the week prior i would have said okay we can afford a loss to the chiefs if we win out and as a packers fan that's what i was hoping for i didn't I thought they had a chance to beat the Chiefs. I wanted to believe so. But the, as soon as that game started, it looked like we had a shot and it did the rest of the way. We'll break down that game a little bit more. But I think if we can beat the Chiefs, we can beat anybody. That's my opinion <laughs> at this point. Because into the coming into the season, I thought the Chiefs were the best team in football. And we're going to repeat as Super Bowl champs. And I think if we beat them, we can definitely beat, I'm sorry to say it, but the Giants, the Bears, Carolina. The only team that worries me is the Vikings. Yes, they beat us once, but... We can even afford to lose to them and still make the playoffs, but I think that Vikings game is going to really be our testament to what this team is about because playing that Vikings game is going to feel like a playoff game considering we already lost to them once and they're right in front of us in the standings because of that head-to-head victory tiebreaker margin. So I think if we beat Minnesota, that sets the tone as a not the lowest seed in the NFC but a really good chance to really compete for one of those top card spots or even with Detroit. They don't really look that good as a late, but – I think after beating the Chiefs, we can definitely win out, but the Vikings game is going to be that big one that I think is really going to be the test of really what this team is about.
0: So let's just run through the schedule quick, right? You got Tampa Bay after us, and you got Carolina at Minnesota, home against the Bears. I'm going to be honest with you. I think you went out. And I'm not saying that just because you're on the show. I think the schedule really favors you. The NFC South is a joke. Um, I think Baker has played a lot better this year. I, I think the Bucks might be your toughest matchup. Um, not name the Vikings left on the schedule. Um, I think you take care of the Bears. I mean, you own the Bears. You struggle against Minnesota. You usually split them, though, and you've already lost, so you're due to beat them. And then there's Carolina. So I don't know, Andrew. I, I think you guys are good. I think uh, maybe that's just me being optimistic, and I think it's because of this guy, Jordan Law. Uh, I think he's the better quarterback every single one of the remaining games. Head-to-head against the opposition, he is the better quarterback. And over his last three games, I know you're a big analytics guy, which is why I wrote this down. Eight touchdowns, no picks through the last three games. How do you evaluate him this season, especially what he's done these last three weeks?
2: Well, yeah, like you were saying, he's fifth in the league in passing touchdowns. He has the same touchdown-interception ratio as Patrick Mahomes, 22-10. to He has more passing yards than he has. He's eight, he's 18th in the league in passing yards, but there's so many more quarterbacks who are making a lot more money than him who have less passing yards than him. Russell Wilson, um, like we were saying, um, why am I blanking right now? But uh, Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield making more money than him. He's outplaying Baker Mayfield this year, and I think he will going into this. He's been an above average NFL quarterback on a slightly below-average offensive line, which I think is much more than you can ask out of a not a rookie but a first-year starting quarterback who worked those years with Aaron Rodgers. He came into the season expecting to get the job done, didn't look great right away, but he has been more than anybody could have asked as as of late. And I think with that offense, the reason it's going really well is because um, I know that in terms of the receiving court, everybody has been either – in in the NFL as long as him or less. The entire offense now is running behind him and guys that came into the league with him or after him, and Matt LaFleur was able to develop all of those guys around Jordan Love throughout the time that it was the Devontae Adams show and all the other shows that it was under Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, definitely. And talking about those pieces in this offense, um, one of the biggest things, and I was mentioning this earlier in the show, one of your biggest losses is... Aaron Jones. And I'm kind of curious to see what you think about how this Packers offense has been without him and how the identity of this offense is changing as they're almost like progressing and like almost leaving him behind in a way.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't, that's actually a good way to put it. Obviously he is a veteran piece. You want him in this lineup day in and day out on Mm -hmm. that depth chart. But if you look at A.J. Dillon, he's been phenomenal. He doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. He doesn't have explosive plays, but he gets the extra yardage. He's a big guy. He powers through very good defensive lines. But Jordan Love, one point I want to get back on him is he finishes the job. Of the Packers' 26 touchdowns this year, 22 of them are passing touchdowns from him. And of the six rushing touchdowns, two of them are from Love. So 24 out of the 28 Packers touchdowns have come out of Love, and it's almost always the passing game. He finishes the job. A.J. Dillon will get them down the field, third and one, third and two, fourth and inches. He will nine out of ten times get you the job, keep the drive running, move the chains, and Jordan Love will find a way once you get into the end the red zone to get it into the end zone, which is what Aaron Rodgers always did. But think about A.J. Dillon. He's a captain on this team. And he was, he was, him and Jordan Love have been Packers the same amount of time, about an hour apart. Jordan Love was a first round pick. Jordan Love was a first round pick and A.J. Dillon was a second. They've been Packers the same amount of time. They developed together when it was Rodgers and Jones as the, R, the QB1 and RB1 in practice with working with the first class. And then when it comes to the secondary guys, it was always Love and Dillon practicing during training camps and then. During the regular season, it was always they were the second crew working with the secondary receivers who were all now the starters. So obviously you want Aaron Jones there. He's not—he's obviously someone who can be an addition. He's definitely better than A.J. Dillon. But A.J. Dillon works really well with Jordan Love, and the scheme of that offense works perfectly with or without Jones. I hate to say it, but mm. Jones's leadership will be very much presented when it comes playoff time. But as of now, this offense with A.J. Dillon is fine.
0: We have a comment from Nelson: Has Jordan Love started a road game in December before? I don't think so.
2: Well, no, you know he never started till this year,
0: right? Yes. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. I'm going to say no on that, Andrew.
2: Yeah, if, no. I had, if I had to guess, probably not either. I mean, I wouldn't really worry too much about that. The hardest weather yeah. is the Green Bay, Minnesota area anyway. The whole NFC North. Chicago and Detroit so I think if you can play in that conference at home in this weather you can play anywhere
0: Kevin says Giants win by seven Kevin I appreciate your optimism uh we know Andrew has some outlandish takes on his baseball show but um uh, uh, uh I I appreciate your optimism uh I'll say that I'll get to our predictions in a moment but next question defensively I love your front seven I really do. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lucas Van Ness is a backup right now, and he's a first-round pick sitting behind Preston Smith and um, Rashawn Gary. I mean, those two guys are phenomenal. And Luke, Lucas Van Ness is like, oh, And I'm looking, who the hell is Carl Brooks? I mean, this sixth-round pick that is just coming onto the scene. You have Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark, who's been a monster for a while. Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell's back healthy in the middle. But who do you think has stepped up most where your weakness lies, in my opinion? Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes have both been sidelined. I believe Alexander is back to the questionable status. I'm not so sure. That's why we have you. But who has stepped up? I know I just mentioned a lot of guys. I think it's a combination of everybody. But I want to know what you think.
2: I would completely agree, because while the—obviously, we want to talk about the secondary who stepped up there, but it's really the front seven stepping up for that secondary, which hasn't been bad by any means. But like you were saying, Rashawn Gary, he gets the ball in the backfield time and time again. He knows how to find the ball in the backfield. Preston Smith is a sack machine, but he's been better in coverage this year, which helps out that secondary. That's something that's really been added to his game without Zadarius Smith being right next to him, and I think there's so many guys around that crew that are just being able to time and time again, like um, not Valentine. Look at, or am I? I'm, I might be mispronouncing his name, but um, he was starting the other day and he played phenomenal against the Chiefs' wide receiver core, who was Corey. Yeah, Corey Valentin. he Valentine. Valentine. yeah. we Valentin. drafted
0: him, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And I I think the way he was playing is, who is this guy? Well, he just shut down the Chiefs offense in in Jai Alexander's absence. And I think that is something that we never expected. But it's been a next-man-up mentality in this Packers team time and time again. Like the way that Aaron Rodgers always made just no-name receivers into stars, it feels like that's what Jordan Love is doing. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Reed, those were not household names a year ago. Now everyone knows who they are around the NFL. And the defense has really been the same way. The special teams was awful to start this year. And really the thing about special teams is it doesn't have to be phenomenal. It just has to be average as long as everyone else is picking up their slack. You just can't have special teams cost you a game. It'll rarely win you one, but it could very easily cost you one. I'm at the point for the first time now where I don't think the special teams is going to cost us a game that's winnable.
0: Alex, Sam, do you disagree at all? And I think he hit it on the head.
1: No, I mean, we were talking about Corey Ballantyne earlier because we were, like, so surprised to see him on the field. It was like having a fever dream. But, um, yeah, I think that that's a huge step up. Um, we were mentioning as a key to the game that us as the Giants should, you know, jump on the fact that this is a bit of a vulnerable secondary without Alexander in there and so on and so forth. But... It's not going to be a walk in the park. These guys, like like Andrew was saying, like they they're they're shutting down the Chiefs' wide receivers. Which, to be fair, they really don't have like star wide receivers on that team right now. But it's still the Chiefs, so you know we're not one to compare to the Chiefs. That's in terms a, that's of actually
2: another good point. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He was sacked a few times, and he didn't look like Superman. He didn't have his main starting um offensive line. And so True. if you think about it, and no one is Superman when you give them an average offensive line. Jordan Love played comparable to Patrick Mahomes, despite having, because Patrick Mahomes doesn't have his star receivers that he's had in past years, and his offensive line was banged up, and Jordan Love was able to outperform him because of the resources he had, which wasn't really that much better if, any, if it was better.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, this Packers team is a lot better than people are anticipating them to be. And like I said, I, I was under the impression that this was going to be a winnable game for us. But walking into it now, it's, it's a little bit more of a test of our strength, to be honest with you, going into a primetime game in MetLife and seeing what's going to happen.
0: Nelson says, I remember. What's up, Nelson, by the way? I saw you had a comment earlier. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, not sure if this is a first time listener, but if you are, welcome. I remember that we already lost to the Packers in December, but that was against Aaron Rodgers in 2019. This is a different matchup from what we saw back then. I mean, I think we could all say the Packers are not as good as in previous years. Oh, for sure. They're better than us right now. I think the Giants, and Sam brought up some good, good points earlier. I think with the DeVito, I think the Giants can play respectable football, And Sam, tell me if you agree. I think we can play to the level of our competition at this point. I really do. I think the Giants can play to the Packers' level. I think it might be a one-possession game. So, overall, I'm happy with where we're at as a football team right now. I'm not rolling out of bed on Sunday and saying, oh, here we go again.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's what I was talking about earlier when I was saying that, you know, this is going to be a competitive game because – you know, we're, we're, we've kind of turned into this very, whether or not the talent itself has changed, the confidence and the morale has changed. And that's a big impact on a team. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor was doing his job, but maybe he just doesn't have that locker room. And Daniel Jones was in and out and he was struggling with his injuries and so on and so forth, not really grasping a locker room at that point in time. Um, but overall, I, Definitely think that, yes, the Packers ha- have been better in the past with Aaron Rodgers. But to be fair, this is Jordan Love's first year of starting. Um, and, you know, it, it could go in several different directions here. But the more that we've been talking about this game, the more excited I am to watch it, because I do feel like this is quite up in the air. And I actually don't know what the line is on this game. I assume it's in the favor of the Packers, despite being on the road. But um, I'm interested to see what the line is because um
0: it tells this a lot morning, about the game. This morning it was six and a half. I don't know if that's it, I'd imagine it still is because it's a only one two possession day. game. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a one possession game.
0: It's not bad. Um, quickly here, I know we talked about our Packers players to watch before. I will just add that I think any Georgia player on your defense is phenomenal. And I think Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt are future stars. So Packers fans, if you're listening, um, I am very concerned about those two. But for me, the two linebackers in the middle. Andrew mentioned that Dylan's been doing his thing. I really like Bobby O'Karrake and Micah McFadden. Also, shout out Talking Giants. Um, I know we've had a couple of their guys on the show in the past. They interviewed Micah McFadden last night. Oh, wow. um, on their show so great get for those guys uh, very happy for them um you know I, I just think that those two are so in sync with each other and the way they play just flawlessly moving around the field and you know both of them have dealt they've played through injuries this year i think mcfadden missed one game bobby has played in every game and you could tell neither of those guys are hundred percent but they're just tough tough dudes that just go out and they play. They don't complain. They don't complain about being hurt or anything. They just go in there and do their jobs. And Bobby Okereke with 113 tackles on the year and four forced fumbles. Heaven and McFadden both have a knack of causing turnovers. And I think their development, specifically McFadden, who's been here for two years now, is him yeah. to stay as the defensive coordinator in 2024.
1: Yeah. No, I would think so. I would think so because of the way that the defense has improved over these years and over these weeks, rather. Um, you know, we were, we were we were kind of in and out this entire season. You know, it was kind of going back and forth. But the defense is something that has remained incredibly consistent these last few weeks, um, and we heavily rely on them to win games. It's, like, kind of scary how much we have to rely on our defense because sometimes we're relying on them to turn the ball over and score the points. Um, in order to get points on the board. So yeah, I, I don't see any any change, big changes happening with this defense anytime soon.
0: I'm with you. Uh Sim, who are you watching though in this game?
1: Giants wise, I gotta throw Tommy DeVito out there. Um, I think we should all be watching Tommy DeVito. I think we all will be watching Tommy DeVito. Um just to see what it's like coming off of a bye week. You know, he he. Had two wins under his belt going into the bye. It's a great way to go into a bye week. But, you know, it was the Commanders and it was the Patriots. This is not high-level competition. Um, but to say that you have a win under your belt um, from Bill Belichick is, is, a, is a nice thing to have on your resume. Um, but nonetheless, Tommy DeVito is going to be a big guy to watch. Um, and I'm just going to say the offensive line as a whole um, just to say If Tommy DeVito isn't sacked 10 times Isn't on the floor Is given the time to throw the ball Like I've said so many times this year um, I see us having A little bit more of a field day I see Tommy DeVito hurling that ball up in the air um, Like a chicken parm Vodka sauce sandwich And just hoping it lands In the end zone So I'd say he's he's going to be one of my main guys And offensive line as a whole
0: Yeah, I love Tommy DeVito. I think Saquon, too, is another guy that really needs to be highlighted here. Um, Andrew, who would you steal from the Giants? Who's one player that you really wish you would have on the Green Bay Packers? I have to throw this one at at you a little bit. And who are you keeping an eye on Sunday?
2: I would probably have to go with DeVito. Avon? Obviously, Kenny Clark is strong, the defensive line is good, but Thibodeau is an addition would be an incredible addition to an already decently strong defensive front, and I think that would probably he would be the most powerful addition. Or, uh, even Darren Waller, I mean, Kraft isn't bad. We don't use a lot of tight end offense. We never really did under Rodgers. We did a couple years depending on who the tight ends were. I don't think Kraft is going to be a big um, addition in this Upcoming game against the Giants, but I would have to say that I would believe Darren Waller as our tight end and Pivotal would be the two best players that we could probably get.
0: Mike DeSantos says, Go Giant. What's up, Mike? Make sure it's 30 p.m. here on the Review and Preview Sports Network. I um, appreciate it. Mike, as always, um, now for me, I think one more guy that I want to keep an eye on, too. I know Sam mentioned Romeo Dobbs er earlier. Um, I also think Jaden Reed, second-round pick, Mm. is a guy that's been phenomenal for them. I don't know, Sam, if you have anything to add on him, but he has five or more targets in each of the last four games. He's kind of that third receiver that nobody talks about.
1: Yeah. No, he literally is. He he is a guy that is kind of under the radar a little bit. Nobody's really paying as much attention to him as they are Dobbs and Watson. But – these guys are all threats, I think, in terms of the way Jordan Love is playing and his targets, because it really doesn't seem like it matters who he's throwing to. It's just a matter of him throwing the ball. So all these guys are threats, but Reed is definitely somebody to keep your eye on because it could kind of sneak up on us, and you know, you know, we we might find him in in the end zone at some point.
0: Right. No, absolutely. I think Reed is a guy that is going to be. Very, very good for them. But finally, quick here, Packers are shorthanded. Giants, no Evan Neal in practice today or Dexter Lawrence. Neal still nursing the knee. Sexy Daxy with the hamstring. Darren Waller still on IR. Let's get to our game predictions. Um, Andrew, just a heads up. uh, It looks like your back's still a little wonky, but... If you can hear us, we'll get to your game prediction, and then we'll let you sign off. Who are you picking, and what's your final score?
2: I got to go Packers
0: 31-14. Oh. Oh. 17.1.
2: I think Jordan Love gets four touchdowns. I think Tobito gets two. I think Tobito has a good game. But I think Love spreads the wealth. I think Watson, Dobbs, Reed, and A.J. Dillon all get a reception touchdown. I think I think they both throw for nearly 300 yards, but I think what outperforms Tommy DeVito, and that offense cruises through that Packers defense because in terms of what we're going up against, the Giants' secondary isn't that good. I think the Packers or rather Thibodeau is good on your guys' defensive line and your secondary is okay. So I think a lot of our receivers will be locked up a lot of the game, but I think we have the opportunity for explosive plays with the speed of guys like Watson because I don't think you you guys have as much speed as we do on the outside. So I think we have a chance for a few more explosive plays, and I think A.J. Dillon has that chance to fight for extra yards. I think he'll be able to down the defense five six yards at a time average about five six yards a rush to just drown out the energy of that pack of that giant's defense and i think that's when we're going to see the explosive place it's going to be a lot of run first and then love is going to finish it at the other end
0: okay so 31 14 green day sam who do you got and we'll final
1: Um, I'm giving us a little bit more grace here. Um, I do think that the Packers are going to squeak out the win on us, but I'm going to say 21-17. Um, I think it's going to be pretty close. I think it's going to end up coming down to some field goals. Um, I think that, that DeVito is going to put up a fight. I think that the defense is going to put up a fight. I like to think that this is going to be a lot closer than people think it is.
0: Okay, so we have Andrew, 31-14, Sam, 17. I also have Green Bay, but 24-17. Unfortunately, it's a clean sweep for Green Bay here. I think the Giants keep it tight. Um, I think the Giants might be down two possessions late. They come in and score a touchdown late, but they're unable to come back and tie the game. So, yeah, I think Green Bay improves to seven and six, but I do think the Giants show a lot of promise heading into that New Orleans Saints game in week 15. Andrew, we appreciate having you on and your time. Um, we wish you a good night and best of luck on Monday night. Appreciate you.
2: Thank you for being on. Sorry about all the technical difficulties. The one mic didn't work on the computer. The, I tried the other one. The camera didn't work. So, uh but, yeah, as long as all the points got through, I hopefully it was all right and <laughs> legible.
0: No worries, Andrew. appreciate you. Have a good one.
1: Thank you, Andrew, you too. Thank you.
0: That was Andrew Scarpacci, uh, Green Bay Packers fan from New York. There's a lot of them in New York. They travel well. Um, Sam, any final thoughts here? Um, I'm just thinking that I hope Tommy DeVito plays really well. And, yes, Nelson, I am excited about the quarterback decision. We get to see what we have, like we've been doing the last couple weeks. Um, I really think DeVito has potential. If he blows us away, Then you might have to start considering some things, you know, maybe next year it's Daniel Jones versus Tommy DeVito rather than Daniel Jones versus a rookie. Who knows? There's a lot that can go on these last five games. If DeVito comes in and beats Philadelphia once and plays well or whatnot, I mean, if they sweep Philadelphia, then I think you got to consider making them the starter if they beat Philly twice, which won't happen in my opinion, but if he that's all I've really got to say.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think we said it all so far, this show. Um, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited to watch it. Um, and I think that it's going to be entertaining. Like I've said, the competition will be there. And, um, yeah, let's just see what Tommy DeVito can do up against a team that is uh, a little bit tougher than his last two opponents.
0: I'm with you. Uh, Excited for that competition on Monday Night Football and to see if DeVito can beat a playoff team on prime time. Excited for him to get that spotlight. Folks, uh, oh, he does this every show. No (laughs) sweep of the Eagles. Where's the faith, Tommy boy? Brian, how
1: do you know when we're logging off? He like, does every this time. Every
0: time, and I love it. I'm Brian <laughs> McCardle. I just want to say I'm so sorry about Florida State. They should have made the college football playoff. Your prediction wow. on our week one show would have been correct. I'm guessing that make it, neither Georgia, Bama, or LSU would. Appreciate you, Brian. Appreciate you, Steve. Cold G, you're awesome as always. All the way out from Arizona checking us out brian from florida appreciate you all folks if you're tuned in make sure four corners live at 8 30 p.m on review and preview sports sam cardona on behalf of her i'm tom scavetta saying so long great show sam as always and without further ado let's go big blue